0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. This is your host, Angela O'Mara. Many agree that recovering from a cosmetic plastic surgery procedure is not always easy. But today we have Dr. Michelle Egan, a board-certified cosmetic plastic surgeon from San Francisco Bay Area, California, to talk with us about the importance of post-surgical recovery and how it really does help a patient obtain the best and most natural cosmetic result possible. Dr. Egan, welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show today.
1: Thank you, and thank you for having me.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, for those listeners that are new to you, Dr. Egan, I'd love it if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and where you practice, how you practice, and um, just your background.
1: Oh, certainly. Um, I'm Dr. Michelle Egan. I'm a plastic surgeon in the Bay Area. Um, I've trained in general surgery, plastic surgery, and did a specialized fellowship in cosmetic surgery. And I moved from L.A. up to the San Francisco area where I have offices in Santa Rosa and San Francisco. Um, so I specialize in all things aesthetic, including non-surgicals all the way to lots of surgeries, such as the mommy makeovers and things like that.
0: Great, great. Well, you know, um, you know, as you just mentioned, you offer an array of, of procedures from non-invasive to you know more invasive surgical mommy makeovers and 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 other you know more more lengthy procedures. Um, how important is post-operative care? to the end result of a cosmetic procedure?
1: Um, Well, there's so many different types of cosmetic procedures, and the ones that are more involving uh, tend to have the larger transformations. And for those types of surgeries, such as the 3D mommy makeovers or the other type of um, Brazilian butt lifts or even facelifts, how you take care of the body after surgery can really improve your results and your experience. Um, for my mommy makeovers or tummy tucks even, I have um, patients go home oftentimes if they have good care, and that good care really can improve their recovery and decreasing potential risks, including blood clots to the legs or the lungs, which are the number one risk that we prevent or try to prevent. Um, to making it just easy to get around, helping the patient to the bathroom, helping them get their meals prepared so they don't have to worry about it, and all they have to do is relax and enjoy their recovery time. So it really can enhance the surgical experience and this amazing transformation the patient has decided to undergo.
0: Now, do you prefer that your um, you know plastic surgery patients recover at home? Or in more of a hospital setting
1: it really depends on the patient um, I would say majority of my cosmetic surgery patients are very healthy and recovering at home is uh, more pleasant um, in the sense that they know their surroundings they have everything they need they don't have to pack a lot of things um, so I prefer them to be at home oftentimes it is cheaper too so every you know, opportunity, we can uh, cut costs. We try to do that as long as it's safe. Um, and also, you know, it's more convenient where you don't have to worry about parking and waiting for discharge. Um, you know the people that are taking care of you. Um, it's a more personalized experience, especially since um, these are uh, post-operative care nurses or other assistants that help me specifically. So it's a more personalized um and it doesn't feel as um, cold as some of the hospital settings can be sometimes.
0: Now you just um, use the word nurse, and so do you actually, you know, with with some of your patients send a registered nurse home with a patient, um, or a patient chooses to have a registered nurse um, tend to them during their recovery?
1: Yeah, it's really important that the person taking care of them has experience with surgical procedures specifically. Uh, most of my procedures I do not use drains and one of the reasons I cannot use drains uh, besides surgical technique is that I know the people that are taking care of them know what to look for, know how to get in touch with me if something doesn't look right so that we can uh, make adjustments if something were to change. Um, So I do think having a nurse or someone who's very experienced with surgical patients specifically who know how to take vital signs and what to look for um, and know how to emphasize certain things with wound care and going to the bathroom and things like that, um, they have experience in that. And not all caretakers do. And I also think having non-family members, someone that is hired to take care of the patient and only the patient is so important. I can't tell you how many times the family member, I know they mean well, or the friend who means well, will come and stay with them and take care of them, but then they get distracted, and next thing you know, the patient's by themselves trying to get up or do something that they shouldn't have been doing um, without help. So it's so important that they have that help that is just there for them.
0: Yeah. I would imagine too, I mean, um, especially for some of the bigger procedures if if you need you know the first twenty four hours is is obviously the most critical when it comes to recovery and I mean I would think if I was taking care of somebody, I would want to probably go to sleep at night. <laughs> whereas I think nurses are kind of used to staying you know all night recovering patients um, is is that do you find that the case,
1: yeah, and the nurses are scheduled to check vital signs at certain times and make sure the patient is settled in and then make sure the patients get their medications so that they're not behind on their pain medications. Um, They also are there to enforce walking, which a lot of family members don't want to make the patient walk when it is so important that they can walk and they do walk. Um, and they have a supporting shoulder as they walk or they use a walker uh, to get around. So the nurses are used to that. They know how to get the patient in and out of the bed comfortably um, and easily without straining anything or adding um, any risk to the surgery sites. So it makes a huge difference. Um, the family members, they don't know how to do that the easiest, and the nurses have been doing this a really long time so, it really can make the difference in their post-op recovery experience.
0: Yeah, and I I, I would think that a patient would probably respond better to a nurse saying, you know, you need to get out of bed and walk now. (laughs) Um, Right. The family member saying it when they are in pain from, you know, or in in discomfort from a procedure.
1: Yeah, there's less resistance, and I can tell the nurse, no, you have to make them. (laughs) But it's really hard telling a family member, uh, to make the patient because, you know, it, even though they mean well, they just can't sometimes do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, now, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, having the patient get up and walk around and, you know, the the, the biggest concern, of course, being blood clots and especially for some of those bigger procedures. Can you kind of tell us in, in terms of, you know, when, when do you and when do you not see the need to have a nurse recovering a patient? So, you know, would it be with a patient who comes in for Botox treatment, you know, isn't necessarily going to need to (laughs) recover them versus, you know, a mommy makeover, which is a, you know, several procedures in one. So in in your words, how would you, you know, say when is the the most important time to make sure that we have that post-op care 24 hours following major cosmetic surgery?
1: So everyone's different. Um, Sometimes it's based on the length of surgery. Sometimes it's based on who's available um, to go home with the patient. Other times, uh, for my tummy tucks, I absolutely make it mandatory that every patient goes home with a caretaker that is not a family member and that they stay nearby so I can check on them. Um, and that's just for safety reasons And this way. They have lots of questions, and those are the type of things I can answer right afterwards, too. Um, but The tummy tucks, the mommy makeovers, um, the Brazilian butt lifts, or the um, butt-up augmentation, those are the ones that um, most people will go home with someone to kind of help with that transition period. Um, Facelifts are another one. I don't use drains for most of my facelifts, and they do a lot of times have eyelid surgery at the same time, in which case we ice them. And that's a lot for one person to try to do at home by themselves. So the caretaker's there to help with their ice pads, so they can put the gauze on their face to help them walk around since they can't really see too well. Um, But they still need to get up and walk, and they still can see. It just adds that extra support. Even just going to the bathroom, having someone there when they need to go to the bathroom all of a sudden, you know, they're there to wake up, and that is their job, and they are happy to do it, whereas some people, if they have family members, you know, they've had a long day. A lot of people have their own things that are going on in their life, Um, so they may be tired and not able to accommodate as easily as someone who is there specifically for the patient.
0: Yeah, and I think think probably as a non-medical, you know, person family member or friend um you know i'm sure there are some things that um you wouldn't even think that your friend or family member needed help like getting out of bed to go to the bathroom you know i mean the, you, you know i mean i don't know i've never actually recovered anybody but i think if i did you know i you know i don't know that like you said all of the the little things that the nurses know you know to help a patient with um you know, even the scheduling is something that, you know, people may not always fully understand. Mm-hmm. You know, just all of the details that go into care.
1: Right. And for my patients that go home with post operative care, uh, the nurse or assistant will come and pick them up from the surgery center, bring them to where they're staying, help them get in and out of the car, help them get situated at home. Then they call me to make sure everything's good, and then they send me vital signs every so often. And then they take care of them that night, and then they bring them back to the surgery center or the office so that I can see them on post day one. And a lot of times that is hard to make arrangements with family to get there and the certain periods of time that you need. But this person, um, who they usually get pretty close with, uh, they bring them, and they bring
0: them back safely. You know, I would imagine, too, I mean, especially kind of given where you practice in San Francisco um, and the whole Bay Area and the Silicon Valley, and and um, the need for privacy, I, I think, is, is not that, you know, mm-hmm. all the people don't want privacy, but I do think in, in your location there is definitely a um, cosmetic surgery, plastic surgery is still kind of a best kept secret and and so people may not want to have their family and friends know they're having a procedure so having a, a registered nurse or an expert caregiver I would imagine would be a better option for them.
1: Oh, absolutely. I've had um, people go to hotels and they hire them for the week if they want um, so that they can just have someone take care of them they're not by themselves, but also uh, other people just think they're on vacation um and not only that, but just being able to go somewhere else and not in a hospital or somewhere where it's more visible um many of the hotels that we work with they have back entrances um so that you don't really see a lot of people coming in and out of your hotel room even
0: yeah, that would make that would make absolute sense um and again, you do have such a a high high number of um secret cosmetic surgery <laughs> procedures taking place okay. up in your area i think um um so tell me you know um you you mentioned a couple of times the the mummy makeover and um for those listeners who don't fully understand the mummy makeover are your particular um um i i know that you do have a three d mummy makeover and some secret surgery procedures, I'd love for you to. Explain a little bit more about what is your unique um, technique for those areas?
1: Yeah, um, thank you So I created what's called the 3d mommy makeover and that is because as a woman You're more than just what's on the outside a lot of the changes that happen that are accelerated by having children include your breast your abdomen your buttocks and even your vaginal area Um, Some women undergo urine leakage, Um, you know, they feel like they're not as snug as they used to be, they feel drier, all these changes happen where your hormones are changed and not only do your outer appearances change but your inner functions also change. And so the 3D Mommy Makeover is a comprehensive approach to helping women kind of transform themselves back to something that's more rejuvenated, more lifted, where they can start feeling themselves, start feeling sexy again. Uh, Not that they lost that sexiness, but as these changes happen, sometimes the confidence and kind of wanting to show your body changes. And so they don't live and do the things that they once were able to do. They don't go to the beach. You know, they aren't taking off their... um, Uh, Tops and going into the waters with their swimsuit because they're so self-conscious, or they're having affected relationships after they've had triplets or twins, or for some people it's even one child. So all these things happen, and this is to address all the changes um, that can help make over a person. And in San Francisco, not everyone is a mom. And matter of fact, in San Francisco, majority of people don't have a large family. But they still want to be rejuvenated and they still want to keep up their appearances. So the secret makeover is a way for them to rejuvenate their body in a very secret way with no large visible scarring. And you can tighten and tone different areas including your breast, your abdomen, your vaginal area, your thighs, your arms, all these things that leave hardly any uh, visible scars. Um, A lot of face and necks uh, can be lifted and tightened without having a facelift if you're a candidate. So kind of offer different ways of looking at the same problem, which is aging. And this is kind of a secret for the person so that you don't have all the signs of rejuvenation.
0: Well, yeah, you know, and I, I didn't realize that you know, in addition to as you said the the like the breast augmentation so the tummy tucks that you were also doing the vaginal rejuvenation techniques, which is is kind of a quite a hot new um, procedure
1: This is near and dear to my heart um, because a lot of people when they hear this, they think of. You know we're doing the designer vaginas and i think it's a mistake to look at it from that perspective because there are so many women out there that are leaking on themselves when they cough when they sneeze when they lift heavy boxes Um, there's so many women that aren't enjoying themselves like they used to because of the different sides of the vaginal canal or the dryness that happens when you change hormones, or just as you get older, it's not as lubricated. And there is something out there that could potentially help them, but they don't even know about it. And so they sit at home not wanting to do activities that they normally would um, because they just don't know. So I think it's um, really neat to be able to offer a new technology to help people that are looking for something to improve that side of life for them. Because you only live once, and if you can't talk about what's concerning, then you know you end up not being as confident in living the one life that we have to experience out there oh no i I'm in
0: full agreement with you, and you know it is interesting when you you know you talk about the the vaginal rejuvenation and and it and it going from you know the design of vaginas um
1: which, like
0: you said, that that's, that was great, and if that's what people want, you know, that's great, and that is available for them, but then it is, I think there's probably more women who, as you said, have, you know, and and even using the word incontinence, because it's like, well, if you kind of leak a little bit when you sneeze, I mean, are you incontinent? Well, not really, but, I mean, I don't know if you are or you're not, that's, I guess, a medical opinion, but but, it, but you, you use a word like that, and it just is like, oh, my God, I can't say that I'm incontinent just because I leak when I sneeze, <laughs> you know, it's... Right. So I think I think the more that we talk about it, and the more that that women out there know there are options and treatments for things like that, um, you know, it's I I think it could uh, really make a lot of people happy.
1: Right, and they're just embarrassed to even ask other people how to find help. Um, so, I, like I have been doing this a while, and just giving talks it's usually one or two months later that other people will finally get the courage to come ask me more about it. Um, So I do feel like it's one of my things I need to spread the word. And for those who are looking for help, they are free to call me, ask me um, about any of these questions that they have.
0: Oh, absolutely. Now, you know, in terms of, of, of the more invasive procedures, um, what, what what are the, the, like, top five most important things a patient can do to help them recover faster?
1: Um, make sure you drink lots of water. Uh, make sure that you are walking around. Um, after surgery, some people think that they can't walk or um, do things, but it is so important that you walk. You don't need to run a marathon. We don't want you doing that. But walking around, getting your blood circulating, that's really, really important. Um, eating a balanced meal, so in finding things that are good for your gut afterwards, some of the pain medicines can really make you constipated. So, bringing that up before your surgery is so important so that after your surgery you can be prepared for that. Uh, sometimes we like to have them, you know, have a bowel movement before the surgery so they're nice and fresh after the surgery, and then continue stool softeners or stimulants if they need it um, so that they feel comfortable. And then, of course, proper wound care, knowing what to look for, um, knowing, you know, when to take off the dressing, when not to take off the dressing, when to shower, when not to shower. Um, Each procedure has different things that will help it uh, heal the best. Sometimes that requires supportive garments or compression garments. Other times it doesn't need it. Um, but the main thing is, you know, making sure that you yourself stay happy. You're getting rest. You're walking around. You're eating healthy, and you're not putting too much strain on that surgical site.
0: And then in terms of, of like post-procedural care or sending, a, you know, a registered nurse um, caregiver at home with the patient know what advice would you give to patients and to other doctors about the importance of recovery because I do know it is kind of a big the recovery is such a big thing for you
1: um, for me it's mainly just making the patient feel comfortable getting them situated um, so that they can get their medications their vitals they can um, get their foods getting them situated so that they have a pleasant experience because that first week after a major surgery can be really hard if it's not done um, properly. And if you have the care that makes it easy, then it becomes a really good experience of just kind um, kind of meditation for yourself afterwards. You really want someone who is proactive about what to look for when to look at the wound, what to tell the doctor about the wound, when to call in for extra help if needed. You know, you need to know what to look for in order to address it. And so having someone with experience is so important. Um, And then if you need extra care, I mean, I do think it is helpful to use these um, assistants even the next day, or you know, three days after the surgery, if you can do it, I think it does make a difference in just the relief of um, having to take care of everything. I mean, they will even pack for you. Um, it, they just do a lot of things that it's nice to have help in this situation, and they do it with a smile.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, do you use a particular service when it comes to um, sending, you know, a nurse home with a patient?
1: Um, Overnight RN is a great service. Um, the person who created it, Amanda, she has handpicked these nurses and she is a very experienced nurse herself. Um, so I trust her picking, um, but she also lets you find the nurse that fits the patient because everyone has a different personality. And you're going to be together for 24 to 72 hours, depending on the person in the surgery. And so it's good to have someone that you can click with, that you relate with, to make it a really good experience. Um, So that is amazing personal care um, that Overnight RN delivers. And I have been in L.A. and dealt with um, surgery recovery centers. They have been amazing. Um, They don't have that up here, and this is so nice because you can turn your own home or your own personal hotel room into a surgery recovery center, and they will help you change your dressings. They have all types of equipment that they bring to your hotel room uh, to make it a really good experience while keeping in mind the medical side of this and the importance of what major surgery just took place.
0: No, you know, um, you mentioned, you know, in LA because you know I do know down in in the LA area there's, there's there's more kind of recovery centers. I mean, there's not many, but there's there's a few where they cater specifically to a cosmetic surgery patient, and and in the Bay Area there it's it's not quite as as popular to have that facility to send a patient to, um, you know. But I but I do think that there is a growing trend in the in the Bay Area of 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 you know patients hiring a professional nurse or, you know, caregiver to be with them. So do you, do you think that, you know, this is, is a relatively new trend, I think, but do you think sending a, an, a registered nurse home with a patient will be a lasting trend in the Bay Area and a growing trend?
1: That's an interesting question. For me, it is mandatory. So it will always be my trend. Um, For others, it's hard to say because um, plastic surgery is so, um, you know, a lot of people don't talk about it in San Francisco, so I do see it becoming um, very popular because of the privacy like you were talking about, Um, and they don't have any surgery recovery centers. The hospitals are so expensive for those that have been recovering at the hospital. Um, I've done lots of surgery in L.A. and haven't gone to the hospital not once. So I don't think the hospital is required, and I do think patients have a more pleasant experience when they are in a comfortable, um, less hospitalized-feeling recovery place. So I do think it is going to increase, and I do think having someone with experience will put uh, the patient at ease, as well as the doctor who can do these procedures and feel safe that they are going to another place where they're going to be highly monitored but comfortable.
0: Yeah, and I, and I and I do think you know many of us consider cosmetic surgery, cosmetic plastic surgery, to be a kind of a luxury procedure. And I can't imagine any better way than to kind of recover in the luxury of your own home with somebody as qualified as what you what you would find in a
1: hospital. I mean that to me is like the
0: the optimum luxurious treatment right there. Would you agree?
1: Oh, absolutely. If you're gonna do this, you know, doing it right is the best way.
0: Absolutely. Well, Dr. Egan, you know, I know, know for many of our listeners um, in the show, you know, if they have any questions or they would like to get in touch with you, um, what is the best place for our listeners uh, to, to find you to ask questions?
1: Um, they can email me at info, I-N-F-O, at EganMD.com, E-A-G-A-N, M is in Mary, D as in dog.com or they can look at eganplasticsurgery.com website.
0: Okay, great, great. Um, Any last last words of wisdom to our recovering patients out there?
1: Um, No, I think plastic surgery is amazing, and it helps people really feel good and enhance their lives. I love my job. The people that I treat are mainly just normal people, everyday people that want to feel a little more enhanced, uh, a little refreshed. They don't want to change the way they look. They just want to age gracefully. And that is the type of plastic surgery I'm all about, and that's the type of surgery I do. So I think um, if you're going to do plastic surgery and live that full life, doing it with a great recovery is key uh, to making just an enjoyable transformation. And I love this journey, and I love helping people through it. Um, So... I'm happy to help anywhere I
0: can. Dr. Michelle Egan, thank you so much for being on Asthetic Insider Radio. I'd love to have you back on the show at a future day, and um, I'm sure our listeners would love to hear from you again soon. I'd love that,
1: Angela. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for
0: listening. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.